At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Bumpy Las Vegas for Jessica Suits with myself, Greg Eaks Peters. And now part of the Beeson Family and Podcast, we've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be going guest-free today. We've had a lot of reaction the last few days to these NBA draft decisions. So in segment number two, I'm just going to be taking a look at the future of this board. We're going to be taking a look at who has been ascending slash declining thus far this offseason with regards to the futures and how much these draft decisions made and whether or not some of those moves are just flat out warranted or not. I think a lot of you guys that know this podcast and know me know that I am not someone that really plays the futures market, but I do think that it is interesting to see how things react when it comes to good news, when it comes to bad news, and what teams might be doing a good job of being able to retain guys that are a little bit under the radar because there are quite a few schools that they have not made a splash move that we've really seen them actually go up or down in the futures market due to the fact that, well, they have been able to retain a lot of their guys from last season. So we're going to be diving into that in segment number two. In segment number one, we did see just a few transfer moves. It was nothing too rambunctious on Saturday, but we're going to give you guys a little bit of a roundup as to the moving parts that we did see from Saturday. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at gnn underscore d1. Keep in mind, let her see them. They mean it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast by that five-star review. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today, but we did see a few moving parts on Saturday. One of significance, and there's still quite a few good names out there in the transfer portal, like... We're going to be seeing where Grant Nelson is going to be landing in future days. He was a kid from North Dakota State that's like six foot ten, that's able to pop threes, that's able to put the ball on the floor. Zion Pullen, one of the best scorers out there in the Big West, is currently out there. Nate Calmezzi was averaging 15 plus points from Lamar. So there is still some good guys out there. Deshwandre Washington, he was a former top 15 junior college transfer. He was part of that New Mexico State team in which things went very much awry. So there's still a lot of dominoes have fallen. With everything that we saw in terms of the NBA draft decisions, there's teams, I'm looking at you, Kentucky, that are very much in the market for a player. And I'm not here to pick on, like, Kentucky or anything like that. So if you're a fan, I do apologize. But I think even the most tired of Kentucky fans would agree with me that they're probably looking for someone in the transfer portal right now with losing 
a guy in Oscar Sheboy who's a National Player of the Year and currently landing as many transfers as Greg Peterson. I'm just calling it what it is there, but we did see this move happen on Saturday, and I think that this is a big one. Jalen Ains, he was over at East Tennessee State this last season. Solid score, was able to put up 14.5 points per contest, 6 half boards, not a guy that is going to be popping threes or anything like that. He's six foot eight, two fifty. So his home is down low. He decided that he is going to be going to George Mason, and with George Mason, chemistry probably not going to be overly prevalent with this team because it's got what it is. There's been a lot of moving parts, but George Mason has been able to do a good job of being able to pick up the pieces. I think they're forming a nice roster that can be competitive in an Atlantic Ten. That last year, the Atlantic Ten just was not good in general with Yuri Collins. Deciding to stay in the NBA draft, that greatly hurts St. Louis. I do think that VCU has done a solid job of being able to replace Mike Rhodes, but they lose Mike Rhodes. Tyler Burton, who was one of the best scorers in the conference, he decided that he was going to Villanova and raise the day. So you know what? It's a wide-open conference, and for George Mason, they pretty much have eight different transfers that are coming into the team. They bring in someone that I like and Woody Nunez over at Oklahoma State a few seasons ago, Jared Billups. Was a nice score at Siena. They needed a little bit more down low because other than really Amari Kelly along with Nicholas Paverte, and Paverte really saw no minutes at Central Michigan, they did need a little bit more size. Being able to bring in Jalen Ains, I think is exactly what the doctor ordered for them. So I do think that that is going to be able to help them out a little bit. And you always want to be trying to take a look at some of these under-the-radar moves as well, like Darren Prescott. He was at Florida International this last season. He has decided that he is going to be moving on over to Coppin State. And this is of significance for a school like Coppin State where, I mean, for Coppin State, they just have not been able to have a lot of success in general in recent years. But with being able to bring in someone like a Prescott who is 7 feet tall, was not able to get out there on the floor for Florida International last season. But someone who's a little bit of a project player out there in the MEAC, He's going to be one of the tallest players out there on the floor. That could be of some note if he's able to really become that guy. Like, we saw Brendan Medley Bacon be a few years ago. He was a 7-footer that was a little bit raw. They brought him in, and then boom, they really had something with him. So you always want to be taking note of some of these moves. Sometimes they just turn out to be a big, giant nothing burger, but other times you'd see one of these guys that's like 7 feet tall, and you're wondering, why are they getting signed on to School X, School Y? really be able to develop. So, I mean, not a lot of movement with regards to what we saw in college basketball on Saturday, but a couple moves of significance. What is of significance, though, is that we've been seeing a lot of moves in terms of the futures market, and obviously you're going to be wanting to shop around on these numbers, but coming up next, we're going to take a look through the teams that have been ascending slash declining, and I'm going to tell you guys if it's been warranted or not. That's up next right here on Cuts Cuts Seats with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. And we're back here above you, Las Vegas. We're just kissing with myself, Dave Peterson, now part of the Vison Family and Podcast. We are going guest-free today. The hope is that I am going to be doing a conference preview tomorrow. I'm looking at doing the big sky. So hopefully on the podcast tomorrow, we're going to get you guys another conference preview. And then hopefully towards the early part of the week, that second wave of the transfer portal is really going to be getting up and running with these winners slash losers of the NBA draft. Deciding to pick up the pieces, deciding, all right, here's what we need to attack now that we have seen some movement and now that we have lost slash gained someone. So I do think that that is going to be something to be mindful of, but I do think that we're going to be seeing a lot of action within the next few days, just a little bit of a bare weekend while these colleges are sort of making their round number two waves in terms of trying to be able to fortify things. But let's take a look at what we've all seen this offseason in terms of player movement. And I will tell you where I get these futures odds from that were from a few months ago. They were from Jim Root. He actually had up on his Twitter feed at Second Chance Points, and he is a frequent guest on this podcast because he does tremendous work over at the three-man weave. But he had up a list in very early April taking a look at the top 25 teams in terms of futures market, and he listed five books. DraftKings, Barstool, FanDuel, Bet Rivers, and Caesars in terms of their futures. I'm going to use DraftKings just because, well, VSIN is owned by DraftKings, so that's part of the reason why. And also, it's just nice, quick, and easy to be able to take a look at these futures numbers. But I mean, when it came to very early April, and this was before Kyle Filipowski decided that he was going to be coming back to Duke, by the way. So, a little bit of context there. If you want the exact date, this was as of April 5th that Jim Root tweeted this out, but the teams that were in the top 25 in terms of just the way that they were listed in the futures market. Duke was number one, UConn was number two, Kentucky number three, Kansas number four, Arizona was five, and then from there. 
Purdue, Marquette, Houston, Alabama, UCLA round out the top 10. Creighton, Michigan State, Gonzaga, North Carolina, Arkansas, top 15. 16 through 20, Texas, Miami, Tennessee, Baylor, TCU. And then 21 through 25 was USC, Villanova, Xavier, Florida Atlantic, and Auburn. Duke was actually listed at 10 to 1 at DraftKings to start out with. They're now 11 to 1, despite the fact that they got back Kyle Filipowski and really didn't lose anything. You were able to find a really good 15 to 1 on them at Caesars. That is no longer available, but I do find that to be very interesting as you currently have Purdue as the biggest risers from what I'm seeing at DraftKings. They were at 18 to 1 to start out with. They are now at 12 to 1. With Purdue, they really lost nothing other than Brandon Newman, but I mean, the only thing of significance that happened was that Zach Eady was coming back from the NBA draft, and I'm not sure about you guys. Maybe I'm just naive. Maybe I'm just out here on an island. I was not at all surprised that Zach Eady was coming back to Purdue. I mean, I was putting the odds at north of 80% that he was coming back to Purdue just because he's going to be able to make much more money in college right now than he would in the NBA because the NBA just doesn't have... Use for a guy that really can't pop threes, that doesn't have versatility in the college game. Zach Purdue is treated like gold in the NBA. He's coming off the bench, and he might be on like a two-way contract. So I thought that that was a little bit interesting to see the movement there. Kentucky opened up at 12-1 to at DraftKings. They're now at 13-1, to and they lose Oscar Sheboy. You're telling me that that's only worth them going from 12 to 1 to 13 to 1. I don't know what to tell you. It's been a bad offseason for Kentucky. They've added as many guys as Greg Peterson. Not sure what to tell you there. Now, Kansas has went from 16 to 1 to 12 to 1. They did not have Hunter Dickinson at the time that they were listed up at DraftKings at 16 to 1. They're now at 12 to 1. Honestly, I think that they might be worth even a bigger boost because right now, if I were to power rank teams, I would go. Duke and Kansas as a 1-2. I would have Duke a very, very small hair in front of Kansas just because Kansas, they still do lose quite a bit from that team last year. Losing a guy like Jalen Wilson, that is of significance. But being able to bring back Kevin McCullough and company, I do think that it does warrant a relatively solid move. I'd probably be putting both of these teams as like 11-1 to 1 respectively. And then from there, I would have Purdue as sort of my number three team. But not too many qualms there. I would not have Kentucky currently at number four, which is where DraftKings has it. Michigan State, they were initially 20-1 to 1 at DraftKings. They're now at 15-1. to 1. They don't lose anything. I just don't know if I can get by Michigan State being ahead of the likes of UConn and Houston, though. That's just me. I love the fact that Tom Izzo has been able to bring back these guys, but you do need, in my opinion, a little bit more pizzazz with Michigan State. They were a good three-point shooting team last year, and they're going to be able to bring back that core. But, I mean, Michigan State was number 12 on the futures board entering into the offseason, according to a lot of these books' prices. And they are actually listed at 40-1 to 1 at Caesars a little bit before. Yeah, that number is as good as gone, but... I do take a look at this, and I do think that that's a little bit rough. One of the biggest fallers, by the way, because Michigan State is one of your biggest risers. UCLA began the offseason at 25-1. They're still at 25-1, but it's just a case where they have been leapfrogged by quite a few teams. They're now more around, I believe, 15th in terms of the futures market, and I would say that that's relatively warranted. I might even put them a little bit further down. They do get back Adam Bona, and you were thinking that they were going to be without Jalen Clark one way or the other. Even if he decided that he was going to be pulling out of the NBA draft, he was not going to be set for the upcoming season. But for UCLA, I do think that they need to add a few pieces. 
They lost the guys that you were relatively expecting, but they just haven't been overly active in the transfer portal. So I do think that that one is of a little bit of intrigue for Gonzaga. They open up the offseason at 25 to 1. They're now at 22 to 1, which I would probably have given them a little bit of a bump up more because they do add in their two big pieces. They add in there that point guard that they need in Ryan Nemhart. They do add in there as well a guy in Graham E.K. It's a little bit of a roll of the dice because he did miss all of last season. But for Gonzaga, they are bringing back Anton Watson. You lose Julian Strother. You lose Malachi Smith. But you figured you were going to lose at least one of those guys anyway. Drew Timmy was already knew, known that he was as good as gone. So there's that. And then North Carolina went from 20-1 to 1 to 22-1. to 1. I just don't know what to think of this North Carolina team at this point because they've brought in a lot of pieces in the transfer portal. I can't say they necessarily agree slash disagree. They're a team that I'm just going to be diving into a little bit more in the offseason because I think things could be solved with Armando Baycott back at the fold. The likes of Cormac Ryan and company I don't think are bad transfers, and I do like that they brought in Harrison Ingram with a lot of versatility. It's just one of those juries out sort of situations with them. So I do think that that is going to be a team of intrigue. And then if you're looking for another team that has really been rising up the board, it's actually Maryland. Maryland was not listed in Jim Root's top 25. And most of these teams that were in the top 25, they were initially right around, if you're looking 23 to 25, most of these teams were in that pocket of about 50 to one was able to get you into that top 25. And for Maryland to be at 30 to one right now, just makes me shake my head because USC entered into this thing 21st, and USC at DraftKings, they were initially 28 to 1, and now they're at 30 to 1. This is with USC being able to get Bronny James. They bring in DJ Rodman. They've got a really good recruiting class coming in. So USC falls, and Maryland, I don't think, has done the world's worst job in the transfer portal. I don't think that this is going to be, by any stretch of the imagination, a terrible year for Maryland or anything like that, but. I don't see where the rise is coming from because the whole reason why Maryland rose was due to Hunter Dickinson being in the running for perhaps going to Maryland. That's what the speculation was. He decided that he was not going to be going to Maryland and maybe they were a little bit short on them to start with. I could see that argument, but for them to surge up the way that they have with no market correction, it goes to show you that just on rumors and rumors alone, Teams do get elevated a little bit, and you do want to be taking note of this because if you do find a team that is in on one of these guys and they don't get them, typically you're not going to see the market really recorrect on them, and that's what has happened with this Maryland team. So I do find that to be very intriguing. We've also seen Florida Atlantic open up the offseason from 50 to 1 to 40 to 1, and I think that this one is completely warranted for Atlantic really bringing in nobody in the transfer portal, but they bring back darn near everyone from last year. I think that they had like one or two bench pieces leave the program. Michael Forrest is just out of eligibility, but by and large, this is the same team that we saw a season ago. So I do think that that is very much warranted. And then a team that got a little bit of boost up as well. They were at 25 to start out with it is Auburn. And they're still in that range of 25 because numbers are a little bit softer when it comes to very, very early April. Now that we're in June, we've been able to, to see some sharper betters be able to place their wagers, things of that nature. So Auburn is still at number 25 
in terms of DraftKings board, but they went from 55 to 1 to 45 to 1. And I actually do think that this one is very much deserving because when it comes to Auburn, I like the way that they were able to get back GNI Broom in the fold. They have Jalen Williams coming back. They've added a little bit of shooting with Denver Jones, and I think that they're going to be solid out there in the SEC as well. And then a team that actually did miss out on the initial top 25 of Jim Root in Illinois. I did think that they're a team that might be worth watching as well. At 50-1, to 1, they haven't necessarily been elevated too much despite the fact that they do return Coleman Hawkins, they do return TJ Shannon, they bring in Jeremiah Johnson, and Marcus Domask. He was playing over at Southern Illinois last season. He is going to be returning to school, so this is one that I do think that you might be able to find a little bit of ancillary value on it. We really haven't seen too many teams really tumble down the board as well, and that's something that you always want to be taking a look at with regards to college basketball futures, because I mentioned it with Maryland. Saw them get elevated. They do not get sent back down, and we just have not really seen any of these scenes that were Jim Root's top 25 really get moved any further down than maybe like a half a notch or something like that. Like, we have seen Marquette go from being 16-1. to 1. They're now 18-1 to 1 with Olivier Maximin's Prosper being out of the fold for them. That did hurt just a little bit, but at the same time, it's not like it's a tremendous fall off UConn. They began number two on the futures board. They're now down to number six, but they anyway, went from 14 to 1 to 16 to 1 as well. So be mindful of this if you are looking to place your wagers on the futures market. And you're not going to see these numbers move very much, in my opinion, as well. If you feel very strongly about a run for, say, Creighton for this upcoming season, despite what we've seen here in the offseason, Creighton is probably not going to be moving off this 25 to 1 number unless if something very, very demonstrative happens. And they're a team that they did fall a little bit as well. They open up at 22 to 1. They're now down to 25 to 1, which if you've been drag- dragging this Creighton offseason with them losing Arthur Kaluba, with them losing Ryan Namard, with them also not having a lot of depth to start out with, I do think that that's a little bit of a rough situation for them. So I would have certainly dropped them a little bit more myself, but I do think that the biggest takeaway right now is that if there is a team that you're liking in the transfer portal, just do your research the next few months. You're probably going to be able to get that nice cushy number that you're seeing right now. Things are really going to be coming to a head once we do see some of those exhibitions. You could see a team fall a little bit if we see some sort of like a catastrophic injury or anything like that, but numbers are relatively set right now, and then you're typically able to find better numbers when it comes to in-season if you're liking like, for example, Miami at 30-1. to They take a loss out of conference. They fall to 35-1. to Boom. You're able to find a nice buy point there, and hopefully you're buying into what we're putting down here on Coast to Coast Hoops because I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast. Taking a look at this great game of college basketball. Conference previews are now starting up because We have been able to get through these NBA draft decisions. Things are starting to crystallize a little bit more with these rosters. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Ghost Ghost Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we'll fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at junit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters you Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is sign an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Buy that five-star review. I am with you guys every single day on this podcast. I'll be chatting with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.